When you're smiling. Hey, you. Bubbly sparkling water is crisp, refreshing, and perfect for any occasion. Kind of like my voice, but in a can. No calories, no sweeteners, all smiles. Bubbly. Crack a smile. And today's podcast episode is brought to you by The Gallery. Now, let me just tell you this. If you're looking for the fantastic gift for your mom or your dad or anything, or maybe your girlfriend or your spouse or that certain someone, I recommend The Gallery, especially if you're moved into your first apartment or your first house. The Gallery is just a fantastic place to where you can actually have pictures hanging up in your house. And get this, they come from all over the world. Like, for instance, you actually have... India. You actually have Japan. You, If you want, like Colorado, you can go on ahead and get you something from Colorado. And let me just tell you this. This company is based out of New York. The gallery is a curated collection of photographs from around the world, like I mentioned. While we are all unable to travel, this is a great way to bring a piece of the world to you. All prints are made from 100% recycled aluminum, giving your wall that gallery finish. Right now, the gallery is offering our listeners 15% off of their purchase by using the code 15OFF. Go to thegallery.com. That's the G-A-L-R-Y.com so your wall will never be boring again. And decorate that wall, move into that house, grab your uh, mom or dad or your spouse something from the gallery, and I promise you that you will not be disappointed. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. For tonight's podcast, I'm actually going to be doing a top 10 movies that predicted the future in a weird way. So, in other words, is I'm going to be talking about the technology, what movies actually brought in that kind of technology, and how advanced and everything that we came in today's time. And especially when we're looking at the 90s, the 80s, and all those movies, it's crazy to actually think some of that is actually a reality now that we actually live in. So I just thought it would be a fun little topic idea to actually bring in a couple of movies that I actually saw back when I was a kid or recently or a couple of years that I saw and how much technology has actually changed in a way that is just mind blowing to me, especially when you look at sci-fi movies as a whole. And, you know, the thing that I want to say is this, the movie Eternal Sunshine of the spotless mind comes to mind and no pun intended on that but when you actually look at this film you actually have Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet who's in this movie and you know I know that we came into a time that erasing memories especially ones of the heartbreaking variety that we actually got from this movie where there's actually people that are actually erasing Jim Carrey's mind and this film I just have to say this this is not me uh, reviewing the, uh, this movie at all. This movie is actually underrated if you actually think about it, and I might actually do a review on this later on. But as this movie as a whole is especially underrated for a Jim Carrey film, and it actually showed his dramatic chops in this film. But when we actually look at this film, whenever you actually think about people coming in, wiping your mind, and we actually think that's the impossibility of something like that actually happening. But believe it or not... Researchers now actually have the ability to actually stop soldiers from having PTSD and can be cured by targeting and erasing individual memories of events inflecting the emotional trauma. 
Also, a group of Dutch scientists claim that common heart meds can be used to lessen the impact of trauma-inducing memories or even erase them internally. So that's actually something that I never thought would have actually happened. Because when you actually think of science fiction movies, you actually think, ah, this stuff could not happen or anything like that. You know, this is just imagination. This is just something to get me through something for two and a half hours to make me forget about the stuff that's actually happening in this world and things like that. But when you actually look at this film and how far technology has actually come, especially whenever you look at the PTSD issues within our soldiers fighting and coming home and then suffering with uh, their wounds and not even not even their physical wounds, but the wounds that are inside their head from day to day, their nightmares that they actually have to go through on a day-to-day basis. And to know that there's actually technology out there that can actually erase that PTSD element, it's a good thing, but also kind of a scary thing. It's like, okay, how much stuff are you actually going to erase and how much stuff am I going to get to keep? Or is there going to be a glitch where, yeah, the PTSD is gone, but at the same time, Is this going to be something where, you know, my memories are also going to get erased too with some some of that stuff as well? That could be a common glitch where you wind up erasing memories that didn't even need to be erased in the first place. But, you know, just that film with the eternal sunshine of the spotless mind with Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet, this film is perfectly well done. And the chemistry between Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet was really good. You can actually believe their love interest and things like that, and then also, too, the mind of insider Jim Carrey as his mind is being erased, and then Kate Winslet trying to get there before they actually erased his mind and everything. It's just a beautiful, well-done movie, perfectly well-orchestrated. I have to say, this movie is really good. If you haven't seen this movie, I strongly recommend that you actually check it out. I checked it out a couple of years ago, and I've heard, I heard a lot of people telling me, oh, you need to check it out, and I'm like, yeah, I think I'll check it out or whatever, you know, and, you know, there was nothing else on. This is, like, before this pandemic even happened, so, you know, I winded up checking it out. It was on Netflix. I'm not sure if it's still on Netflix now or not, but go ahead, get that movie a chance, and let me know what you guys have to say about that. So, my next movie that I have on my list is Dick Tracy. Now, this movie came out in 1990. I remember going to the movie theaters as a kid to watch Dick Tracy. Of course, this movie stars Warren Beatty. You actually had Madonna in this movie. You had Robert De Niro in this movie. And this movie was actually one of my favorite movies. And, you know, I just have to say... For that time and everything, especially when you look at Dick Tracy's watch, we thought it was impossible to actually have a conversation through a watch. Now, with technology that we have through the iPhones and through the iWatches and everything, now we can have like a face-to-face conversation. We can text on our uh, our iPhones and stuff like that and iWatches. And also, too, you know, of course, you also have the Android watches, too. But it's just amazing at how far ahead, uh, you know, it's just amazing how much technology has actually changed over the years to the point where you're like, I'm living a comic book type of fantasy world. And I didn't even realize that, you know, we could actually be seeing this whole entire thing being played out where we can actually have conversations on our wrist. We can have conversations, you know, 
through Skype, through all of that stuff, and not even realize that we're even living a comic book type of dream, and stuff like that, and, you know, I remember just loving Dick Tracy as a kid, and going in and seeing that movie, and just being blown away with the performance and everything, and you know what, I'm actually going to forgive me for saying this or whatever, but Robert De Niro was not in that film. It was like, hoo It was, of course, Al Pacino. Al Pacino was in this film. And Madonna and, of course, Warren Beatty. But I loved seeing this film being played out. I loved the conversations that he has with the kid and everything, trying to teach him from right from wrong. You have some morals going in there. You have Madonna, you know, trying to pick up Warren Beatty, who's actually a cop. And everything, and it's actually a pretty good cheesy kind of flick and everything. I really have to say I enjoyed it, but the technology that we didn't have in the 1990s and now that we have it now, and to know that Dick Tracy is this one who is single-handedly responsible for having something like that, because this movie was based off of a comic book, and they actually played off the comic book narrative. If you actually think about it, when you actually look at the story setting, you actually look at the props, you look at everything, especially flat top. And you also have uh, Mumbles that's in this film. You have, don't ask me how I actually remember some of these characters. And then you, of course, my favorite uh, villain is Itchy. Don't ask me why. But he was actually my favorite comic book character in this film. But, you know, it actually worked for the 1990s. And it was something that I really was gravitated towards because of the fact that I remember as a kid wanting a Dick Tracy watch. And, a matter of fact, I actually did have a toy Dick Tracy watch at one time. And I was even acting like I was Dick Tracy, having conversations with my friends on my wa- on the watch and stuff like that. I want to say it might have been a walkie-talkie. I'm not sure about how the, that actually worked. But just to know that I can actually have an iWatch on my wrist and be able to text and talk to my friends and also FaceTime and stuff like that, it's just total mind-blowing at the whole entire state that we actually live in. I know that some people are like, well, that's just old technology and everything, but... If you grew up around the era that I've grown up in, and I know what you're thinking, boomers, you know, but, you know, I, we didn't have all this. We didn't have all this access to this technology. We didn't have this fast age access to the internet. We didn't have the stuff that you guys have to where we can actually say that we are living in a world within a sci-fi world and everything, and that we're just watching a movie, a two and a half hour movie, just to get away from things. And now we're actually living in the future, pretty much, that we never thought that we actually would see before. As soon as we actually walk out of an Apple store, that computer is now obsolete. Sorry if I'm stuttering a little bit, but sometimes I trip on my words. But it's crazy to think that, you know, some items actually become obsolete because as soon as we end up exiting a store, the very next day, they have something new that's out that actually tops what you just bought. And so, of course, it's just like an ongoing progress all, all, all through the, all time. But, you know, I just thought I found that fascinating whenever you actually look at Dick Tracy. I really love Dick Tracy. I still love this movie to this day. It has some nostalgia factors to it and stuff like that. And, of course, you know, you can't go wrong with having Al Pacino as the villain. And, yes, it's cheesy. Yes, the chemistry worked with all those character actors and stuff like that. But, you know, it played off the narrative of it's a comic book type of movie and it worked for the 1990s. But anyways, now I'm going to be talking about another movie called The Running Man starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Now, we can actually thank 
reality television for this, aka I'm looking at you, Survivor. Because Survivor is what kicked off this whole entire reality TV shows. And not only that, but if you actually think about it too, even Ed TV for that matter, star Matthew McConaughey and also Ellen DeGeneres as a co-star, and of course Woody Harrelson is in it too. But that movie also started off this whole entire thing with with reality TV. Something that we never thought that would actually happen where we would actually care and invest our time in seeing real people be on TV competing in money and stuff like that. And it's the same thing whenever you look at The Running Man in a sense because of the fact that things that Arnold Schwarzenegger actually has to go through. And, you know, I never thought that we would actually be entertained by actually seeing just regular normal people on TV to see them compete for money. And, you know, like I said, we can blame Survivor for this. As the launch pad for the modern TV's reality series boom in the early 21st century. But, you know, sci-fi fans like myself saw it coming from at least a mile away. And, you know, like I said, The Running Man is based... And not, not only that, but The Running Man is actually based off of a Stephen King novel. And not only that, but I'm also a huge Stephen King fan. And the concept of reality TV to very extravagant, R-rated, placed as men are hunted for sport for the tune of millions of viewers and ad dollars. And that's what I was trying to get at, was the fact that we're actually watching Survivor. We're actually caring and investing our time and energy into these people that we don't have a clue about, but we all like a certain person on that show that stands out. So we watch it every single day because of the fact that, you know, we're glued into this, we're tied into this, we're dialed in. And, you know... Like I said, they may not be hunting each other or anything like that, but they are, in fact, on this island with each other for X amount of days competing for money. So it's completely mind-blowing at where we are now when we actually have that as a whole, especially when you look at reality shows now. Because back in the 90s, what did we have? If you know MTV, we have The Real World, which is a show that I watched here and there but I was not heavy dialed into that kind of thing. That was not for me. But I still remember that. Then we also have Room Raiders. We all, and in case you don't know what Room Raiders is. Basically it's about these. And if you're a teenager you would actually understand this. But basically get on the show by wanting to date somebody. You're single. So what do you do? You go on ahead. They um uh, these guys from MTV will go on ahead, kidnap these girls, supposedly, put them in the back of a van, and then you get to investigate these four ladies' rooms and see what they actually are about. But you don't know what these ladies are, you don't even know what these girls are actually look like or anything like that until, like, the very end. And you don't know which room that you're investigating, and you don't know what they look like until the very end. So I actually like that. I actually watched a lot of, a lot of that. But, you know, that's the reality TV for you. That's the reality of reality TV. As a matter of fact, I don't watch a lot of reality TV unless you actually count uh, MasterChef and a couple of those shows. Other than that, it's not for me. It's not my everyday thing. But, hey, if you guys are into The Bachelor, Bachelorette, or any type of reality shows or anything like that, kudos for you. But, you know, if it wasn't for The Running Man and It's TV, and in case you don't know what It TV is, it's where... Matthew McConaughey uh, winds up accidentally getting onto this reality show, which wasn't even supposed to be him. It was actually supposed to be Woody Harrelson that was supposed to be on the show, but the new the network wanted Matthew McConaughey, and so 
and, and then of course that's also the whole entire war between Woody Harrelson and him because it was supposed to be him and not Matthew McConaughey and he got jealous of Matthew McConaughey because of that and of course Matthew McConaughey starts getting the big head and everything but it also call, shows the damage that reality TV can actually do to you especially whenever you're doing it for this long and also too about how long and drawn out uh, reality TV can actually get after a period of time actually being of you being the star of it. So I actually like that whole entire concept that TV actually played off of. And if you haven't seen that movie, that movie's actually pretty good. I mean, yeah, it's cheesy. It has its moments and stuff like that. But for the most part, it's re- I like it. I enjoy it. I see it every single time it comes on direct TV. But tell me what you guys think about that. So... We all remember, I know that we nobody really wants to remember this film, but another film comes to mind is Die Another Day, which is also the last Pierce Brosnan movie that we actually got of him as James Bond back in 2002 with Holly Berry. And, and in case anybody doesn't remember, do you guys remember the invisible car that they actually had? And it may seem like a, like it comes out of a science fiction film that like this would never happen, but... When you actually look at it, the car's cloaking technology and everything, it's actually becoming a real thing. It's called active camouflage. And, and for years, various military around the world have been working on, the, on a version of it to cloak their tanks while we are nowhere near the level of in, invisibility achieved by Bond's mo- movies or anything like that. But it's the whole entire fact that the military is, in fact, working on something like this. And it's just mind-blowing that this is actually going to be the way of the future. And also, too, nanotechnology, stuff like that. And then also, too, if you actually look at the Terminator film, films as well, that's actually something else that we never thought would actually happen with AIs and things like that. Especially whenever you look at the people that's behind this whole entire thing, which is actually Skynet. And as a matter of fact, the UK decided to actually name it Skynet. So, there's that. A little bit of a tip of the hat. But Die Another Day was one of those films. It, was, it wasn't like the Daniel Craig version that we have now. You actually have cheesy dialogue, cringeworthy dialogue. You have the womanizer, James Bond, and stuff like that, which Daniel Craig does not play the kind of womanizer role like you actually see with the Pierce Brosnan role or anything like that. But, my favorite movie of the whole entire 007 movie will always be Golden Knight. Not only that, but I also love Casino Royale with Daniel Craig. So the two Bonds that I really like is Daniel Craig and Pierce Brosnan for Golden Eye. But, like I said, whenever you look at the car and everything and stuff like that with the invisibility cloaks and stuff like that, you would never actually think that the military would actually be working on something like this. And, like I said, it just it's just mind-blowing. It's mind-boggling that we're living in a time where we can actually see fiction to non-fiction and just see it for what it is. And it's just great. It's just awesome to be able to play off of that. So, now I'm going to be talking about another movie. It's actually another Stephen King movie. Uh, matter of fact, it's actually based off, I think, maybe a novel. Uh, I think it might be a novel or maybe a novella. But it's The Lawnmower Man. And The Lawnmower Man was about this guy named Joe. Pierce Brosnan is in it, of course. And he plays his doctor. And Joe is kind of like mentally challenged. That's what I'm going to actually put it. 
Because back in the 90s, we would actually call someone like Joe slow, but mentally challenged is actually probably the best way to actually put it. But this is the... And not only that, but this movie is was ahead of its time. And this was also a big flop at the movie theaters. But what I really wanted to see in this movie was the virtual reality of it. Because I was a gamer, and I'm still a gamer. And I was always wondering if we were ever going to live a day and age where we would actually see virtual reality, VR. And, you know, of course, you know, back then you actually was... On the movie, you would actually strap into this round circle thing. I forgot what it's actually called. But what you would do is you would strap into that, strap your head on, have the headset right there, and you would be spinning around and everything while you're in this virtual world. Now we actually just have headsets to where we can actually be in a virtual world, but we don't have to be spinning around or anything like that. But it's just mind-boggling now that we are actually in this future where we can actually have some VR and where you can actually visit and become those characters and, and stuff like that. It, it was something that I never thought would actually happen. You know, we came close a couple of times. And I remember back in the 90s, I forgot what it was. But it was like this helmet that you would actually put on your head. And it was like, I forgot what it was called. But anyways, you would put it on your head. It's like, it was red. I forgot what it was, what it was called. But it's big and bulky. And... The graphics were not as good as it was today, of course, or anything like that. But it was the closest thing to virtual reality that we could actually get. As a matter of fact, I would even have to say even Super Mario 64 was probably maybe the closest thing to a virtual reality thing, that, <coughs> a virtual reality thing that, that we actually had, if you think about it. Especially when you look at the graphics. Yeah, some of the graphics may look bad right now or anything like that. But back then, that was like the closest thing that we can actually get to virtual reality without putting on our headset and stuff. But overall, I thought that that was actually pretty much the closest thing that we can actually get. Excuse me. But anyways. Um, so another thing that I want to actually bring up is this. Um, I actually mentioned another thing too is the net was also another thing that was ahead of its time. And the net was a movie with Sandra Bullock, of course. And... They actually predicted the way of, of the internet and things like that, of course, but it was the digital age. It was the age of where you can actually buy pizza and stuff like that online. It was the digital age of buying stuff from the home shopping network without having to leave your home. And, you know, we never thought that we would actually be able to order stuff online until recently, until recent years as time went on by. It's just crazy to think that we actually have the technology that we have to where we don't even have to go anywhere anymore or anything like that. We can just go on ahead, hop online, order what we want to order, and, and they bring it straight to the door in a couple of days. And now we can order food. We can order books. Amazon was just one of those things where they just had books at the time. Say, what? Yeah, Amazon was just a small little bookstore for digital age books just a little digital age bookstore where you can order books and now it's this big old huge thing now we can order dvds blu-rays music stuff like that stuff that we never even thought imagined that could be possible with the store it blew up into something that was big and it still is big today and this was just something that you would never even thought of and 
Sandra Bullock plays this character that is like a hacker. And, of course, you know, it's all about getting sucked into this world of being, um, you know, something could actually happen where somebody can take your identity and things like that. It could be framed for something that you didn't even do take uh, and stuff like that. And it just shows how vulnerable the Internet was in the 90s. And it still is kind of vulnerable today if you actually think about it because of certain uh, networks and things like that. But back then, we didn't really have the technology to actually protect ourselves against certain things that we do now. Yeah, we are advanced in certain areas than where we were in the 90s, but there are some areas that we still need to tighten up on a little bit. But other than that, though, we're we're living in the golden age of technology that we never thought was possible, thanks to uh, the net and everything, if you actually think about it. But still... That's just my viewpoint on it. Tell me what you guys have to say about that. And another thing, too, is that I actually want to mention is there's a movie called, but you know, I've been talking about Jim Carrey movies. This is my second, maybe third Jim Carrey movie that I actually mentioned. But it's fair to actually mention the fact that The Cable Guy was actually ahead of its time as well for a dark comedy. And this movie came out in 1996. And Jim Carrey plays this crazy cable guy named Chip Douglas. And, you know, the thing that I loved about this was the speech that he actually delivers at the end of this. And he actually predicts the uh, future full of convenience we now take for granted by saying, Soon, every America home will be, will integrate their television, phone, and computer. You'll be able to visit Lovar in one channel. Or watch female wrestling on another. There's no end to the possibilities. And that's actually true. We have smart TVs now. We have PlayStation 4 video games that can actually, and Xboxes that can actually travel the world to where we can actually play with somebody, play Mortal Kombat with a friend online without having to go anywhere. And it's just crazy to actually think and totally mind blowing that that movie is what we have today. And I really have to say, you know, Chip wasn't wrong. He successfully predicted smart TV, streaming online gaming, and home shopping. So, in a way, Jim Carrey, $20 million salary for the box office misfire, totally paid off only several years later. But, hey, better late than never, though, right? But, you know, this film for The Cable Guy is probably one of my favorite films of 1996, if you actually think about it. Not only that, but I actually bought the soundtrack because of the fact I love the Jefferson Airplane cover song that Jim Carrey actually does because I wanted to actually enter myself in the talent show uh, to actually perform the way that Jim Carrey actually did it. But, you know, I, I ended up doing something else. But, you know, this film, to me, represents what we have today for technology what it what we have and i cannot believe that we can actually go online and you know we can watch netflix we can watch hulu we can watch all these streaming places and not only that but we have a smart tv that can actually do a lot more stuff than a regular computer can do sometimes not only that but we also have a playstation an xbox that we can actually play mortal kombat with a friend now we can do things that we never thought possible and stuff like that. And, uh, and The Cable Guy is one of those movies that I will always remember 
And I still remember the chemistry between Matthew Broderick and, of course, Jim Carrey. I thought the chemistry between them two actually worked. But if you haven't seen that movie, I strongly recommend that you actually check it out. So, my next movie that I'm going to be talking about, and matter of fact, I forgot to mention what number I was on as we're, as I'm talking, but it just goes to show you how geeked out I am, and it's actually another Jim Carrey movie. So that's three Jim Carrey movies that I actually brought up, and that is The Truman Show. And The Truman Show brought in the day and age of also reality TV, but in a different light of reality TV. Because if you actually think about it, Big Brother is kind of like what The Truman Show is. We're actually watching, we're investing our time and energy into these guests for a period of maybe four or five months to see who's actually going to win a million or billion dollars in this house and everything. And that's actually what The Truman Show actually is, basically. Minus the fact that you're going to end up winning some money or whatever. But you're investing in this guy's life from the time he was little all the way up until his teenage years, all the way up until his adulthood. And there's also this town also that is also fake. And he's thinking this whole entire time that this all this is real, especially whenever you actually look at the dash cams and stuff like that. Whenever they're following him around, they actually control the weather. They control the producers and everything else in this film, control all the environments, plays God pretty much. Matter of fact, even Ed Harris actually admits that he actually plays God in this movie, in a sense. And they play, Jim Carrey plays off of this so well. And I have to say, this is actually one of my other favorite Jim Carrey movies. It took me a while to actually appreciate this film. It took my adulthood to actually appreciate this film. Because in my teenage years, I'm like, eh, or my young preteen years. I was like, yeah, it was, a, it was an okay Jim Carrey movie. I, it was okay for a one-time watch. But when I re-watched it recently, I, I liked it. I have to say, I was able to actually gravitate towards it a lot more than what I was when I was a teenager or a preteen. So I actually like The Truman Show for what it is. And if it wasn't for The Truman Show or anything like that, we wouldn't probably have Big Brother. We wouldn't have that kind of reality show. Not saying that Big Brother is what I'm watching, but... Hey, if you love Big Brother, go on ahead, watch Big Brother. But, you know, reality TV is not for me. I mentioned that before. But, hey, if you guys love Big Brother, you know, go on ahead, keep on watching what you love. And now, uh, finally, I'm going to be talking about another movie. And this is just me just going off the cuff here because I don't want to... Steal My Thunder with Tamika, because I have respect for my co-host, because we are supposed to be doing all three Back to the Future reviews pretty soon. So we're going to actually go movie by movie. We're not going to combine them at all. But we're going to go and review all three Back to the Future movies and go from there. But Back to the Future predicted hoverboards. And even though we had a couple that actually blew up or whatever, you know, single-handedly, that is the way of the future for 2020 as well. But, get this, we actually have Reebok shoes now that can tie themselves just like that Back to the Future can as well. So I thought that was actually pretty cool about how we were able to take technology that was within a film and try to apply it today we had a lot of misfires with the hoverboards compared to where we were with the or with the Reebok shoes and stuff. But 
I like the fact that, you know, we at least tried, minus the fact that there were people that sadly got killed because of this hoverboard issue and stuff like that. But, you know, I really have to admire the fact that, you know, they did try doing a hoverboard, but that's not the hoverboard that I would want. I want the hoverboard that's actually floating, and I know it's impossible to do, but that's actually the one that I want. I don't want to be the one that's just on this little hoverboard and just kind of like a skateboard type of deal. I want a full-blown hoverboard that I can actually stand on and just floating and carrying me, and I can actually act like I'm actually stepping on an invisible ground and just skate doing it that way but you know that's just me you know but that pretty much concludes this whole entire episode for my top 10 movies about the way of the future and you know I just hope that everybody enjoyed this episode the way that I enjoy this episode because I like geeking out over stuff like this this makes me a little sweaty just even talking about this I love this type of thing, just talking about how movies shaped and molded into what the future actually is. And it's just crazy to actually think about it. There's more movies that I probably missed out. And if I did miss out, please go on ahead, send me a voicemail message. Tell me what you guys uh, wanted, want me to talk about as well. Because I'd like to actually hear what kind of topics that you guys would actually like me to talk about. Rather than something I want to talk about. Because here's the thing. I want to geek out with you guys. I want to have conversations with you guys. So go on ahead. Send out a voicemail message. I'll play it over the air. Another thing too is. Do me this favor. I actually have a little donation page. Called buymeacoffee.com. Slash movie lovers. And what you can do is. You guys can actually donate me a couple cup of coffees. To me. This actually just keeps the lights on. On. Movie Lovers Unite, this actually just helps me out with uh, getting better equipment for my show. And not only that, but also, too, if you guys want episodes in advance, I can actually start doing Patreons. And I need your guys' help if I'm going to do that. Not only that, but I also want to do some digital giveaways for movies and stuff like that. Especially when we're all trapped in in the house now and things like that. I want to be able to give back to my fans. So, if you guys can... It's not, you guys don't have to, but it'll be appreciated if you guys want to go ahead and donate me a couple of cups of coffee. As a matter of fact, I'll have that in the description below. Another thing, too, is Tamika and I are actually going to be doing our uh, Movies That Make Us Cringe review of Twilight, the Twilight Saga. So, we're probably going to go on ahead and do that as one review. I'm not sure yet on how I want to do that, but I'll probably be talking to her later on sometime this week on how how we should do it or not and then we also have the umbrella academy season one and season two non-spoiler review that i want to do and that's pretty much covers for this week as far as things that i'm planning on doing with this podcast for the episodes but another thing too is tamika and i we just got done doing our project power review so you guys can actually check that out on the page as well. So tell me what you guys think about the uh, podcast. Tell me what you guys think about the movie page. Go on ahead, smash that uh, subscribe button. Go on ahead, share this with everybody. Tell everybody about the Movies Loves Unite. And of course, until next time, this is John DiGregorio from Movie Loves Unite. Have a great and blessed night. Until next time. Bye bye. This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic. But today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. 
American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA, from growing the cotton to adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride, purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20.